Greetings. Grab a seat. Pour yourself a cup of tea. My name's Jason Rodriguez, and I'm the Parliament Raven. Today's topic, gypsies, tramps, and sheep. <clears throat> and we're going to be talking about, really, is the church and why people are leaving. Um, first, let's just talk about what a church is today, um, because some of you might not know. And if you do know, well, kudos. So the Oxford English Dictionary, if you look this up online, says it's a building for public and Christian worship. Uh, Encyclopedia Britannica uses the Christian definition, which is ecclesia, uh, ecclesia, and that's Greek, koinonia Greek, if you're a theologian. And it means assembly of the citizens, and then it meant Jewish people at the synagogue, and now it means Christians gathering or congregation. And I bring this up because the first thing you might hear from Christians is the popular catchphrase, the church is not a building, 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 building. Right. It's not a building. Uh, the church is not us. It's the people. The church is not at four walls. I mean, the list goes on of the catchphrases that are used to describe the church to people. And still yet, people are leaving. Why? Well, let's look at some, some reasons brought to you by uh, Barna and, <clears throat> and some other articles that I happen to read on why people are leaving the church. And people are really good about giving their honest opinions nowadays. And the main reason, well, I, I won't call it a main reason. I, one of the main reasons is uh, members are divisive, judgmental, and hypocrites. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, the Bible is the basis of Christianity. Um, yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, believe suffering disproves God. All right, yeah. Um, people have had bad experiences at church. Uh, rumors, backbitings, or, you know, accusations. Okay. Uh, church is a giant social club in which I have to pay dues. Mm, okay. Um, church is a list of not-tos. Don't do this. You're not supposed to do that. You're not to do this. You're not to smile. You're not to <laughs> go see that movie. You're not to listen to that music. Uh, I mean, the list goes on of not-tos, right? Um, church is is seen as an antagonistic place, okay? Um, doesn't know how to deal with the concepts of sex, okay? Um, and they're unfriendly to doubters and non-believers and those of other religions. So the doors are closed to them, and that doesn't seem right. So these are the reasons people are leaving um, and to, that, to add to that, Barna said um, one in two practicing Christians have left since 2020. Huh. Surprise, surprise. Um, the Center for Christian Studies 
uh, of global Christianity says there's over 200 denominations. So, I mean, it's quite confusing also. Um, and the, the recent Gallup poll uh, says that membership of current churches have dropped below 50%. Does this seem surprising, uh, Ravens? I don't, to me, not so much. Um, maybe to you it does. But I want to talk about um, redefining the church and what it could be and what maybe you might be looking for or uh, in, in relation to what I'm looking for, because I'm looking for things too. I'm considered something called the unchurched. Um, I prefer gypsy Christian, uh, hence the name, um, but I've also been called a tramp um, uh, in ways by, by how I've been, been approached, um, just because I am considered unchurched. Um, now, the unchurched term means one who is a Christian believer that does not go to church. But from experience, unchurched to me believes means um, one who is not giving money to us and needs to be brought back to bring money to us. And that's just because of how it's how it's been used, not only in in meetings of leadership in which I've been uh, I've attended, but also in which it was explained to me in seminary. Shocker. Um, so you have this concept of people who are leaving the church and becoming this huge populace of unchurched, or for me, a huge populace of gypsy Christians, people who travel to each other's house or travel to other places just to be with other Christians. And they they have a regular time to spend with God. They do their they do everything else a Christian does, um, except they don't attend a building service every week. They don't um, meet with other Christians in Bible studies every Wednesday or Tuesday or whatever Bible study day is. Uh, and they don't feel secure in handing over a percentage of their money in tithe to, you know, churches called The Edge or Calvary on the Hill or uh, The Deep River. Um, I mean, the list goes on and on of weird Christian church names um, nowadays. Uh, you know, there's also the Catholic churches, St. Episcopal Paul of the, you know, morning sun. I, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why, where these names come from. I know they're supposed to honor something or be off of some biblical thing or someone had a vision. But it's very strange. Uh, and it's probably even stranger to the younger generation who really doesn't understand um, the need for for not only to, to go to these places, but to be a part of of us believers, and it's strange and unusual because we have such a, uh, a message that has gotten bemuddled over time with, with don't do this and don't do that, rather than saying we know um, that we all fall short, including us teachers, and um, because of that, because we don't hit the mark, um, you know, Jesus died and came so that we, the mark it could be hit was hit by him and instead we can now you know talk with god again in a in a way that's that we, we were always meant to 
always meant to, right? Um, and people not having the ability to to get that message um, that way uh, is because we have so many, we're so divided and divisive. Um, even with some of our, our theological rhetoric, um, and I mean the stories that I, I could tell, but I'd rather not uh, throw so many things under the bus. But to 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 support some of these claims, I'll, I'll give some of my own experience. Right, I'm not going to give a ton, but um, I've been told not to dance. I like to dance during worship. I've been told not to do that. Um, I've been called in for a meeting and said that I'm being watched because I look like a leader because people were talking to me. Um, I was moved because I was in a seat that was reserved, but there was no reserved seating marker. Um, I was ignored the first, second, and third time being there. And and one even one time I was ghosted by leadership. You know, they said, hey, come on, talk. And it never happened because I was ghosted by them. Um, and these are just, these don't bother me. Um, but I want to... They would bother other people, which is like why this list is so large of why people people are leaving. As I look at my list, you hear my papers moving. And, and people ask, why don't I currently start something or be a part of something? And, and I don't know what I'm truly looking for and what I'll be satisfied. Right now, I'm pretty satisfied with the, the community of believers that I'm a part of. And like the the Christians of old who traveled for business and moved from village to village, I like the ability to meet with other believers and talk with other believers nationwide. I mean, if I get the opportunity worldwide, um, and I like to speak to them and I like to hear where they're at and, and hear their stories and talk to people online and, and uh, reach out to fellow theologians um, the Raven Creek Social Club is full of ton, of tons of theologians, and um, and I get fed very well there rather than sitting in a pew, um, hearing someone uh, give me half half uh, baked theology um, that's iso Jesus and and not well researched, right? Uh, and being somebody who's who has his degree in in um, in understanding church uh, and Jewish culture, um, it's hard for me to just to, to deal with that that type of stuff coming from the pulpit. Now, I love worship, and I, and I look to, to try to visit places so I can get worship as a congregation because I don't get that often enough. And, um, and when I do find it, it's, it's usually fantastic um, visiting places and, and worshiping with them. But I, I do, I, the experience is weird, right? Let, let, it, try, try to be somebody who's never been to church before and going into church and you're hit by people who are like, yeah, what's up? Hey, how you doing, yo? And then they're like, hey, take a survey. Tell us that it's your first time here. And you know what? When you turn that survey in, we're going to give you some sort of prize. And the prize list is like co a bag of coffee, uh, a, a cup with your, our name on it. A, a shirt, a t-shirt with our name in a Bible verse on it. Um, a picture of the pastor signed. 
that last one I made up. But I mean, I I feel like it's like this Chuck E. Cheese antic where, you know, you, you're playing the game of getting to sit. If you sit down through the whole message, ta-da. And I know, look, I know the, the honest to God, somebody came up with like, we need to make people feel welcome here. But I'd rather be invited to sit down and have a, a cup of tea or a, a meal uh, as a welcome gift rather than uh, being offered these uh, tchotchke stuff that I, I've had to throw away tons of, from pens to cups to, to I, you know, notepads. They're all gone the way of the garbage dump. And so one must look... If we're gonna, if we're gonna understand why people were originally drawn to their church, because that's the ultimate goal of gypsies, tramps, and sheep, is to understand the difference, the dichotomy, right? So if if we look at the early church, and I teach about the early church every year, I'm a history teacher right now, yeah, as my profession, and the early church, uh, they were known for such amazing things like rescuing young girls who would otherwise be killed. Because back in the Roman times, if you had more than one daughter, usually you killed them because you want more sons. Um, and having a, more daughters is a liability. Um, they had women in leadership. Historical facts. No arguing there. You're not gonna, I'm not going to listen to an argument. They had women in leadership. Uh, they took care of the sick. Nursing? was really kind of created by Christianity. They took care of the sick, and the sick recovered, and they became Christian, and such that the Christian population grew. The church grew. They visited prisons. So when people got out, they had a place to go. They felt they had work to do. They felt like God was calling them to something different than what they had previously done. They opened their doors to all. They didn't care if you followed Apollo. They didn't care if you followed Anubis. They didn't care if if you prayed to your ancestors. Uh, d- they didn't care. You know, I they probably wouldn't have cared if you were a Satanist, right? Come in, hear the good message, right? Because they they had no true fear of uh, that anybody's message was better than theirs because they knew that they had the good news. Um, they invited they invited. Uh, they had their the the meal that to celebrate Jesus invite people to eat and they had times together and they ate together and last but not least they helped financial burdened the people who are financially burdened right you're not going to lose your house we'll sell this this boat i have this field i have and and we'll help you and we'll make sure that you don't lose the the house for you and your your three kids because your husband died or your house and your three kids because they raised the rent on you, right? Um, so they had this camaraderie and, and social dynamic that wasn't so much a club as it was a village of living together, a lifestyle. And when you were a believer and you're coming in, you were coming into family, like you were coming in to meet cousins you've never met before. And l- let me tell you, it does not seem that way when you walk into one of these church buildings, right? One of the, the river on the edge by the by the oak tree. And, you know, you walk into there and you're just like, uh, you know, and people are like, how are you, brother? And you're like, um, hi, question mark, right? And, and 
coming in and, and, and thinking about somebody who's never been, um, it must seem alien and strange to them. So what, so what should we look for, right? What should the church be, and how do we become relevant? And I don't want to use the, the concept of relevant as we, it was in the early 90s with the postmodern church movement. And if you want to look up that, look up that. I mean, I really read into that as a kid, but I want to be relevant in the sense of I want to impact the world for the kingdom. That's different than being relevant to the culture of the time, Right? Because being relevant to the culture of time means things must be sacrificed so that the culture finds us relevant rather than let's just con- let's do something so radical that we become relevant just because we're doing things differently. Because we're doing king- things kingdom-orientated. And don't get me wrong, and you're going to hear me say that, that a lot throughout many a podcast, but the church has changed the way society and culture has been since since it's since Christ's resurrection right a lot of the things uh socially that were acceptable have become unacceptable but you know rest on your laurels or get pretend that you're going to get pulled away out of this world uh in in a year 10 years then you're going to stop trying to change the world and you're just going to wait try to wait wait it out for it to end hogwash another <laughs> that's a whole nother uh topic that this raven could talk about so we have the young vibrant early church that was saving lives and empowering women and it was just and and empowering uh, people coming out of prisons and um having places for the the people who couldn't be fed to be fed and setting people free of of so many things uh, without saying turn or burn or or judging them uh, they they already knew that they were weak and broken and and hurt and now we're at a point where we have you know 200 different denominations of protestantism and we have three different types of of catholic church and we have i don't know what do we have you know it it seems like a mess um for me for what i look for right it's i look for community and i look for a community that wants to eat together and wants to do things together. Okay, well, you want to see that movie? Let's see it together, but then let's discuss it, right? Was it good for the soul? Was it bad for the soul? Should we recommend this? I'm looking for strong teaching, somebody willing to not just sit and listen, but after listening to just hash it out, because sometimes what we hear is just blatantly wrong or just doesn't work well with how we're living today, right? You know, seeing God present, as somebody who's seen miracle signs and wonders, I need to see miracle signs and wonders sometimes, right? I need to see somebody get prayed for and their headache healed rather than them popping two aspirins. I need to see somebody whose leg is three inches shorter grow out three inches. This is, should be the norm um, for us. It's called to, we're called to be more than, than what we were. Um, I look for true connection and, and warm, sincere welcomes. Right, not just like welcome. Here's your thing. Bye. Welcome. Here's your thing. Bye. 
How about welcome? Hey, uh, haven't seen you here before. Or what's your name? Nice to meet you. You know, uh, I, I'm sitting over here. Why don't you sit next to me? Um, I'm looking for artists and, and people who are gifted in things being used and letting themselves be having a place to grow uh, with their, not only their art or and their business. We should support each other's business. I'm looking for mutual uplifting and promotion by leadership, right? Yeah, you should be trying to create somebody not only as good but better than yourself so that, you know, that that we can, the community can spread and be well uh, equipped. Um, and last but not least, loving your neighbor. So many churches I find arguing uh, with yourselves or with other churches. Um, it's just been weird uh, experience as it doesn't seem to relate to the, the way you read it in the word or historically it looked like. And I know we're in a different time, right? So the church, that's what I'm looking for. But I'm also looking for things that are for today, right? I'm looking for connections across um, the internet. I'm looking for connections that are across citywide, like Instagram. Or these are the things where people are today, right? These are the marketplaces, and I'm looking for us to be there. Right? I want to be there of encouraging and lifting and changes that can be seen so that we are cre- relevant by create that, that we're doing something so different that we are relevant because of that. Right? Tesla and Elon Musk would be relevant if he wasn't doing things different, creating flamethrowers, electric cars, trying to send people to Mars, sending out space shuttles. No one did that before. The government did it then, but Elon Musk and his companies now are just doing it, right? Why not? And the church should be full of, of why nots, right? Not not twos, but why nots. So, fellow ravens, think about it. What could the church be? Dream big, change, bring change, because it's coming, whether we like it or not, right? And, and let's not copy. Let's try to, try to be innovative, right, on how we do things. I know that I feel innovative every time I talk with all the um, social club members from Ravens Creek because we're talking and we're all from, from all over the world now. So, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go and ponder and think about all we just discussed and write down some things and dream. And hopefully we'll discuss it in the future. So, pour yourself another glass of tea and I'll talk to you next time. Bye. Cool music by Ross Budgen at the beginning. Bend sound.